Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, January 19th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. That includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Leah Mallory. And I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. Now let's see what's what in the city. Funding for some programs in New York City public schools could be cut next year due to dwindling COVID-19 relief funds. That's according to the nonprofit group Advocates for Children of New York. The report predicts that funds will run out by October 2024. This would create a $700 million gap for initiatives. That includes those that support asylum-seeking students and students with dyslexia. Mayor Eric Adams proposed a budget to help local schools as these funds dry up but this would only cover half of the expenses needed to keep these school programs afloat. Speaking of Mayor Adams, this morning he made an address to the New York City Chamber of Commerce and over 100 business executives during their annual anti-crime summit. New York City businesses struggled during COVID-19, and Adams highlighted the importance of revitalizing commerce to reduce crime. We built empires in New York. As long as I'm the mayor, I'm going to create an environment we could continue to build the empires. And the heart of building empires is right here in this central business district. The city hopes that bringing businesses back will help improve the many pressing issues affecting public safety, like homelessness, mental hygiene, and petty crimes. Governor Kathy Hogel just got rejected. Yesterday, the Senate Judiciary Committee voted against Hogel's chief judge nomination of Hector LaSalle. He's a Democratic mid-level appellate judge. But LaSalle's judicial history has led to his rejection by the Senate committee, who questioned his stance on rights, discrimination, immigration, and more. But LaSalle says that he is a supporter of women's rights, and the judge and Governor Hochul don't plan on letting this vote stop them. A potential lawsuit could be coming to the Senate from Hochul, who feels that LaSalle did not get a fair hearing. New York's Department of Motor Vehicles is cracking down on lewd, crude, and rude license plates. Last year, they denied over 1,800 personalized plate requests that were in violation of state regulations. Regulations say that plates can't have degrading or inflammatory language and can't express violence or unlawful conduct. Pizza Hut is taking the extra-large pie to the next level. They're creating a 14,000-square-foot pie to break the record of the world's largest pizza. This is also to promote the return of the Big New Yorker to their menu. Pizza Hut came out with the pie in 1999. They were inspired by the massive foldable slices of thin crust pizza you could find on almost any corner of New York City. Their record-breaking pie would be made up of 13,000 pounds of dough and 5,000 pounds of sauce, and a special hovering device will be used to cook the many slices. That's definitely a lot of food, but Pizza Hut says some of the nearly 70,000 slices will be donated to local food banks in the LA area, where the pizza will be constructed. And after five years, Fall Out Boy is back with a new studio album. It's called So Much More for Stardust, and it's coming March 24th. But with this exciting news, also comes some less exciting news for fans. The lead guitarist of the group and founding member, Joe Troman, is leaving the band. In an Instagram post, Troman explained that he would be stepping away from the band to take care of his mental health. But he has assured fans that he will be returning. On this day in music history, Janet Jackson's Love Will Never Do Without You was the number one hit song in the U.S. for a week. And now we take you to the world of sports with WFUV's Andrew Crenary. So Andrew, a lot's happening in the NHL. Tell us about that. Yeah, just last night in the NHL, Steven Stamkos of the Tampa Bay Lightning scored his 500th goal, making him only the third active player to accomplish this feat other than Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. 
This is a massive accomplishment for Stamkos, who capped off the historic night with a three-goal hat-trick to put him at a total of 502 career goals. Over in Philly, there's some controversial news surrounding Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov. Provorov refused to participate in the Flyers' annual Pride Night by boycotting warm-ups and refusing to wear the Flyers' Pride Night jersey or use rainbow tape on his stick. Provorov cited his Russian Orthodox religion as the source of his refusal. The NHL's longtime social activism partner, You Can Play, condemned the actions of Provorov and Flyers coach John Tortorella, who said he respected Provorov for, quote, being true to himself and to his religion. As of yet, there hasn't been any announcement of repercussions by the league for Provorov or coach John Tortorella. For WFUV Sports, I'm Andrew Crenary. Thanks, Andrew. Up next, WFUV's Robin Shannon sits down with music director Russ Boris to find out what's on his list of favorite TV theme songs. So recently, Rolling Stone magazine came up with a list of the 100 greatest TV theme songs of all times. So that got me thinking about what WFUV music director Russ Boris thinks. What would be on his list, I wonder? Hmm? Now, full disclosure, he and I have similar tastes in TV shows and often spend time recapping the highlights of some of our favorite shows. Sort of like a like a book club, but for TV. So I dragged Russ Boris into the studio and I want to know, sir, what are some of your favorite tv theme songs and why this is an impossible exercise really tough. impossible really tough. um so many i would have to leave off if i'm going to just narrow it down to three i'll pick three i i will pick a different three the second we turn the microphones <laughs> off right but if i want to pick three right now i'm gonna go with one the wire okay mm-hmm. all right so the reason the wire is so brilliant is because you have five seasons of one of the best shows of all time all right and you have the tom waits song way down in the hole and every season it's done by a different artist it's a cool twist on everything you know you might like one season or one version better than another you know steve earl did it once obviously which makes sense because steve earl was in the show blind boys of alabama have a really famous version of it eventually you got to the tom waits version it's a really cool twist but just i can't associate the song with anything else but the wire now and i think that is part of the appeal you'll find certain tv shows that are like that where the theme song is not specifically to the show but now becomes specific to the show and the wire was one of the shows that you told me to watch and i'm so glad you did cuz oh, yeah. i i binged like the whole thing in like probably a weekend <laughs> omar is one of the greatest characters of all time isn't he next level <laughs> next level such a brilliant show all right, what's on your, uh, what's second on your list? Okay, another one, going to go classic here, mm-hmm. and that's the theme from The Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, of course. Everybody knows that. It's universal. You could hum it right now. The second I said the words, you know what it is. The show is so brilliant. The, so, the show is so incredibly ahead of its time that the theme song just kind of reinforces that this is something different than you've never seen before. And even watching those shows now, how smart they are, is really insane. And one of the things I love about the theme is it makes me think about every year going into New Year's, there is a marathon marathon for the Twilight Zone. Now, I have watched the Twilight Zone for my entire life. And every marathon, I still somehow find an episode that I've never seen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it's possible, but I still stumble upon some. And that theme song still comes in and still reinforces that whole next level type of programming, next level sort of thought process and storytelling and innovation for that time. It's really ridiculous that that show was created at that time 
in history. Especially because those trends, a lot of what they were talking about, are still happening now. Yes, and that just goes to the, the Rod Serling brilliance where you're, you know, there is certain thing about genius where it's kind of transcends time. And I think that's a perfect example of that. And I automatically heard na, 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 in my head. Automatically. That's exactly. I told you, you say the words and there it comes. <laughs> All right. What other TV theme song is on your list? All right. This one, I'm going to go super fun. Uh-oh. Uh, this is the theme to It's Gary Shandling Show. The very first one, the one that preceded Larry Sanders show. So when Gary just did this old, it was very Seinfeld-esque, really. It wasn't really about anything. Right. I'm trying to remember, and I don't remember it being about anything in, in particular. But, you know, this is the theme to Gary's show, the opening theme to Gary's show. <laughs> Gary called me up and asked me if I could write a theme song. I'm almost halfway finished. How do you like it so far? How do you like the theme to Gary's show? This is the theme to Gary's show, the opening theme to Gary's show. This is the music that you hear as you watch the credits. We're almost to the part of where I start the whistle. Then we'll watch it's Gary Shandling show. Like this, it's just so goofy, right. but silly and fun and bouncy. It's almost a nursery rhyme in a yeah. way. It's very childlike, but it's super fun and sweet. And I don't know. I just think that's that's a bit of a curveball for all the ones you could pick out of your head initially where you think about this show, that show, this show, that show. That's a that's a curveball. Now, for Rolling Stone, the number one theme song was the Jeffersons. All right. I'm not sure I agree with that. The Jeffersons, though. That feels like it's just more fun and people like to hum it or sing it and, and almost goof on it in a way that I don't know that you hold a certain nostalgia for it. I think it's just more of like, oh, it's everybody likes, I'm moving on up, you know? If yeah. anybody's, you know, if you jokingly say to somebody like uh, something about moving, they're like, oh, you're going to the east side? Like, it's right. a joke. So, and I'm not disparaging it. I, I'm, I like that theme for sure. I don't but think I would one? put it. Number one seems, seems off to yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. All right, Russ Boris, thanks for sharing your list with us. Oh, happy to. Thank you. All right. That was WFUV's Robin Shannon and music director Russ Boris talking about his favorite TV theme songs. And that's our show for today. I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. And I'm Leah Mallory. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.